Hello and welcome to Beyond the Balance Sheet, a podcast brought to you by Quilter Financial Planning. We're here to lift the lid on the world of financial advice, providing insight for those already in the industry and anyone thinking of a new career. I'm Hannah Vaughan Jones. Join me as we address common misconceptions head on, gather advice from practicing advisors, speak with those who have overcome hurdles and hear people's inspiring stories who have chosen this industry from all walks of life. In today's episode, we speak with three advisors who chose to change their career direction completely and jump into the financial planning industry. I'll chat through the highs and lows of starting again, the skills they never knew would come in handy and how they made that decision. We'll also touch on a few industry tips to make the transition as smooth as possible. And joining me today is Eamon Prendergast, Director and Financial Advisor with Palantir Financial Planning, Tracy Wood, Financial Planning Consultant with Quilter Financial Advisors, and Robbie White of David James Wealth. Welcome to you all. So um, perhaps we can kick things off with you telling us a little bit about what you do currently in the financial planning world. Tracy, let's come to you. Hi, I'm a financial planner with Quarter Financial Advisors, as you said. And basically, I kind of look after self-employed women, um, entrepreneurs, etc. And that's sort of my niche of who I'd like to advise. Okay, and Eamon, how about you? Yeah, so as you said, um, I'm the director of Palantir Financial Planning and owner. The sort of my I guess my target market or the people that I concentrate on mostly are people who've got final salary pensions. So um, I'm a pension transfer specialist. So it tends to be clients who are at retirement or close to retirement, um, high net worth individuals, and just general investment advice as well. Uh, Robbie, as you said, you were, am I right in thinking you were a professional cricketer and had you very rec- recently just made the leap? Is it just been in the last two weeks or has this been something that's been in, in the planning for a, a few um, years? Well, so I'm actually still playing professional cricket. I suppose it's something that I've been thinking about um, for a while now. And being a sportsman, you know that there's a transition at some point and it's going to be forced whether you're 25 or, or 35. And um, that's something you're going to have to, to get over. So I thought rather than leaving it till, you know, I'm forced into retirement, I try and start early. So I was lucky enough to, to speak to James from David James Wealth. Um, and yeah, he he was really keen to get me involved and try and grow that that sports side of the business. So I got started about two or three weeks ago, um, and I'm doing my dip for client advisor school um, that I started recently. So I'm doing that alongside working with him on on the client side of the business. Fantastic! You're probably kicking yourself you didn't take up golf, which you can presumably play much older age. But Tracy, let's come to you then. What were you doing before you got into the financial planning world? So I was in the Royal Air Force. I joined at the age of 19 as a medical assistant. Um, I worked my way up through the ranks, etc. And then I left when I was um, a warrant officer in 2017. As I got through the ranks and my ranks became higher and I was looking after a lot more people, I found I was having lots of younger people that have just left home, didn't really have a clue how to look after their money, to be fair. So I found myself playing mum a little bit sometimes, just giving people tips on how to control their finances when they were looking to buy their first house, etc. And actually, I really enjoyed that, and it started me thinking. And then once I'd left um, and I spoke to other financial advisors, I thought this is definitely the path that I want to take because I love helping people progress in life, basically. Yeah. And Eamon, as I understand it, then you don't have necessarily a professional sports background or a military background, but you certainly uh, had a, a successful career in a different sector altogether before you moved into this one. 
Yeah, correct. So um, I started my career originally investment banking. So left university, did a business studies degree. And when I came out, I worked for a number of different high profile banks for about 10, 11 years until 2008. So I was much more on the sort of the product side um, and investment side. And then um, between 2008 and 2018, I started up a number of businesses. Um, so in around sort of property, buying and selling, refurbishment, new builds, et cetera. Um, and also started up a, a cleaning business um, by default as well. Um, which I actually sold um, about two years ago. Um, so as a consequence of that, I've always enjoyed finance, um, especially from my background as well. So I wanted to get back into it again, um, but I didn't want to go and work for one of the big investment banks. I didn't want to be sort of product-driven, investment-driven. Um, so I quite like the idea of the planning side. So hence, um, I looked around and decided to go into the financial planning world. And and how did you find the the adjustment, the transition? Has it been quite smooth for you? I think looking back, like most things you do at the time, when you're in sort of the the eye of the storm, you, you just carry on. And then when you look back, you then think, how did I do that? <laughs> because I was selling another business. We had a newborn, um, which was due in the November. I had to go back to studying again, although I had the advantage, obviously, I had passed other exams while I was in the bank. But you still had to go back to sort of studying again at sort of 42 at the time I was. Um, so it, it wasn't that easy looking back at it. But at the time, you just take one step at a time, one exam at the time. Um, and it was an adjustment, but it was one I think, you know, I could manage at the time. Um, I'm pleased I passed all the exams because it meant then obviously I could then start working for myself and start you know, working with quilter, etc. Tracy, how did you find the, that transition then? It must be quite a change from a, from a career in the military to suddenly going yeah. into, into financial, the financial sector. It was, um, it's very different because as much as I don't like to think of what I do is sales. You do it is sales driven in a way in the in the financial world compared to the military. I didn't have to worry about any of that. I could just get on with my job and hopefully we'd we'd have the right equipment there. And I've I, it's a very steep learning curve actually getting used to how you talk to clients in terms of recommending products. Uh, very very different. I, I think I prefer. I prefer it that I'm planner rather than a, an advisor, whereas an advisor is just setting up the products and the planner is um, setting out the financial plan. And, and that sits much better with me. And if the products come out of that because it's in the plan for their financial future, then that's fine. I've had to kind of twist my mindset about it a little bit. So, yeah. Sure to me. It's, um, yeah, I did find it very difficult. And I've had a lot of, uh, chats with people that have been in the industry for a long time just to get a bit of advice in that area because you need to, as much as you need to have um, the technical knowledge, that's all well and good, but actually it's all the soft skills that makes you a successful in the financial services I think. And Robbie, I want to come to you because you are so new to this this industry as well and so you're in quite a unique position as well of, of being able to t talk us through the initial training sessions and and what you've what you've experienced so far uh, so so talk us through that and whether you've any regrets as yet <laughs> thus far on uh, on making this transition no regrets so far thankfully um, I'm sure there'll be some to come um, at some point down the line um, so <laughs> I've been really lucky that um, 
that David James Wealth have have been really good with me uh, in probably introducing me to their business and something that I haven't experienced at all before, um, with very little um, sort of experience of any work, never mind uh, financial planning, having focused on my my sport career um, for the last probably ten years of my life. Um, they're, they're used to working with sportsmen. They've had a um, Brendan Mackham who's um, played premiership rugby and he's been working with them whilst he was playing. So um, I spent a lot of time with him and he's helped me um, massively in sort of changing my mindset and um, my language as such into into the corporate world. Um, so, yeah, the, the team at David James are used to dealing with sportsmen um, and that's probably helped help them really help me um, get on board and find it easier than it, than it could have been. So, so far, um, so good, so, so to speak. I, I think that's fascinating as well for so many people who will be listening to this, wondering whether there is a transferable skill or set of skills from the world of sports and elite athletes and the like, and then going into financial planning. Would you say just based on the, on the small amount of experience you've had so far that you can take skills that you've had from your previous career in cricket and actually apply them to the financial planning world. Absolutely. I think we're told a lot as, as sportsmen that we've got skills um, that can be useful outside of, of the sporting environment. Um, but actually, in practice, um, you know, it takes time and confidence and, and some adapting um, to sort of put them put them in place and that's probably something I'll learn over um the coming years but I think there's no doubt that the, the skills that we that we gain through sport whether it's resilience you know competitiveness um those things that we have to deal with as sportsmen dealing with setbacks is is can really stand us in good stead when it comes to um the financial world and I think I've already experienced that with you know speaking to clients um engaging with people um as Tracy was mentioning the sort of side of it that I hadn't really anticipated which is um the sort of sales element that you need that um focus and and sort of that competitiveness really helps from sport um so that's something I picked up um from the last few weeks straight away a lot of talk about resilience and obviously you need a lot of resilience if you have your own business and Eamon, you've worked in the for investment banks in the past you've had your own business in the past so have you found that those uh, those attributes and what you've learned from that has been crucial going forward into financial planning it definitely has yeah i mean by running other businesses it does give you a blueprint of how you should structure your new business so even from simple things like setting up a new website doing what they call search engine optimization, setting up LinkedIn profiles, how you speak to people. So I know both Robbie and Tracy have mentioned the soft skills. When you're running your own business, a lot of the time you're, you're client-facing regardless of what business you're actually operating. So the other business I had, I was normally on the phone hours and hours in a day. You get to learn people's tonality, how they're speaking to you on the phone. Um, it, it, it's invaluable and, and it's it's difficult because you can't necessarily learn that at age 21. As Robbie said, you can pass the exams, but learning the soft skills to deal with the client. And I think to be a successful financial advisor, yes, you do have to have the technical knowledge and it's highly important because you're going to be a solution provider. And the more complex the case, the more your knowledge comes in. But on the flip side of that, you also need to have those soft skills with the client and also, if you want to expand your client base, you're going to get that through referrals and recommendations. And people talk about this being a money business. 
it's really a people's business and that's probably the most important aspect of financial planning it is a people's business and from that obviously you're hoping that the client will earn money and obviously as a direct consequence your business is going to earn money as well and that's certainly what we've been hearing so far from all the contributors to this podcast uh, that it's it's about having the good people skills and the like and tracy i'm wondering whether with your experience from coming from the raf whether those sorts of sort of people skills are what have really set you in good stead going into this career now yeah absolutely i um i kind of in the military i was either had my boss head on so i was being very authoritative if you like which i'm not like that at all in my role now or i was speaking to people that were poorly and needed help from the administrative side um as my final role was the gp practice manager in the big military medical center um, or, you know, encouraging people and bringing them on in their careers. And I think whatever way you speak to people, it's about getting people to truly understand how they feel about things. So it's having the people skills to be able to get that conversation going, uh, get them to tell you what, their, what, what they need to happen, what they want to happen, what their dreams are, etc. Because that actually, you, if you let them do all the talking and you just listen, which is a, is number one skill I would say in financial planning when dealing with clients then you can build up a really really good relationship going forward and really make a huge difference in a client's um, financial you know abundance if you like and maybe that's a transferable skill from the military due to the amount of different people at different levels I've had to speak to. Robbie, do you think that that the attributes and the characteristics that are necessary to be a good financial advisor are things that you've always had or things that you've learned through the cricketing world as well? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, a lot of the characteristics um, that we learn and we have to deal with um, through sport um, transfer really well to the the finance world. And we always get told um, when we're playing sport that we have you know, transferable skills um, that will help us outside of, of sport. Um, and I think that's certainly been true. And um, that's something that David James have been really um, good with me and, and sort of encouraging me um, and trying to give me confidence that I've got those skills from sport that I can um, bring into the, to the corporate world. Um, and I think sometimes it's just about sort of changing, yeah, changing your language um, and adjusting some of the, um, the things that you've learned through sport um, to just make you um, a bit more um, successful and nuanced in the, in the corporate world. And I'm sure that's something I'll learn over uh, the coming years um, in the industry. So just wondering, Robbie, whether you feel that you can actually have more connection or an increased connection with the cricketing world and perhaps your former colleagues and teammates and the like, because you have this new role as a financial advisor, whether that gives you a a closer connection back. Absolutely. I think something that um, Tracy mentioned earlier with, with her experience in the RAF when she was um, managing people there, um, a lot of young professionals um, seemingly didn't have a, a plan and, um, I think that's something that I see often in the sport world and, and with my teammates that uh, many of them are having successful careers. Uh, they're doing very well. Um, but that sort of long term vision um, and and trying to uh, get them to think about um, setting themselves up um, and, and putting a plan in place um, could be so beneficial to them and, and they don't really get that support. So that's where I, I feel 
um, so it really resonated with me when I was speaking to, to James, um, who's been involved with the industry and how he can sort of add value and benefit um, to sportsmen in particular, who obviously um, careers can only go on for so long. So I think that's something that hopefully I can give back to some of my fellow sportsmen um, when I'm sort of up and running and qualified and can help them um, really put a plan in place that will, that will help them out in the long run. Yeah, I'm sure they'll be very grateful to have a, a friend like you going forward. Um, Eamon, then, how have you managed to stay connected with colleagues and clients from your previous business as well? Have you actually found that you've been able to carry on staying working with some of the same clients, but just transferring those skills and, and your business offering uh, to, the, to the same people over the years? Yeah, I think it's definitely helped, obviously, through the investment banking side that we speak the same language because, obviously, I was there for a number of years. So I've still got friends there, um, colleagues that are there. So, And it's very different. People think, well, because you work in finance and you work for an investment bank, you're automatically going to understand how personal finance works. And they're just so different in terms of what we do as a, a financial planner and what you do as an investment banker. As I said, they're very much product investment focused. And we tend not to be. So that's the last thing I actually speak to people about is actually the investment and product. It's about putting a plan in place, first of all. And, yeah, definitely I speak to a lot of the guys that I, I used to work with. Um, and also it's a good source of referrals as well because they will know people in that type of industry that are my target market as well. So, um, yeah, most definitely. So you're, you're, you're new to this industry and we have two seasoned veterans almost uh, on this podcast as well. So any questions, Robbie, that you have or any advice that you'd like to seek from, from Eamon or Tracy? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's great to be on with um, both Tra Tracy and Eamon. I think picking brains of people who are more experienced is, is something that I'm really keen to do. So I think just I've got a couple of questions. One would be, um, so what they what they found to be the biggest challenge in, in transitioning and with the industry. So what have they found probably most difficult? Um, maybe what sort of traits or characteristics um, that they have have probably put them in in the best position to help them the most um, during their careers as financial planners. Tracy, do you want to take the first question of the the, the yeah. biggest challenges that you've found? Um, can I think is. Language, <laughs> the financial world language. Coming from the military, where there's lots of mnemonics and lots of language that we use as well, that I've been used to for a long, long time, to having to completely forget about that and relearn almost all the new language. Um, well, I found that quite hard, and I was forever looking at um, writing all the you know information down and what it actually meant to help me get used to uh, um, what people were talking about when I was doing my training specifically um, with the financial advisor school, because I found that a lot of my colleagues that were on my training course were actually already working in the financial world, whereas I hadn't. I was sat at home just studying. I wasn't working for anybody at that time. So I found that really difficult. That was quite a steep learning curve. Um, but traits and characteristics, I think, just being friendly, personable, and being able to talk to somebody, no matter what their background, what their age, what their situation, and not to judge. Everyone's in such different circumstances and situations. But it comes back to what I said earlier about letting people speak, being able to listen, you know, say, introduce yourselves and then shut up, basically. <laughs> Let them say what they need to say. Um, give people the opportunity to talk about how they feel about money and 
what their plans are and what their dreams are, etc. If you interrupt them, then they're not going to get what they really want out of your their relationship with financial planner. And Eamon, then, um, the question is, what are the biggest challenges that you've found in moving into this, this sector? And what are the traits, characteristics required to do the job well? Well, I certainly think from the characteristics perspective, um, Robbie's probably got it in abundance, you know, being a professional athlete already. As he's already mentioned, you've got the motivation, he's got the passion, he's got the ability to win. Um, and I don't necessarily mean win in terms of, how many clients you get or how much money you make, but that ability to kind of sit down and focus, possibly even on his studies, and at the same time play cricket, at the same time learn a job within um, David James, which is which is a massive part of it. And uh, when I left university, one of the first jobs I actually went for, which I did get, but I actually turned it down, believe it or not, was within a financial advisory company. And one of the first questions they asked was, what sport do you do? Um, because they were passionate about people in the sporting environment because they know that they have got that drive and determination and those skills can be, um, you know, you can cross-fertilise those sort of skills. So I think, yeah, he's spot on on what he's looking to do. Um, one other thing I would say, and I think he's probably got that already with David James, is to get a really good mentor as well. Um, and that mentor could be, I said, doing the soft skills, spending time with him, look at the more complex cases where he can. I know he's only just starting out, but maybe speak to different mentors in different areas. So someone that may do final salaries, for instance, someone that looks at equity relief, someone that looks at mortgages, someone that looks at protection. Try and find those people and actually work with them and then look at some of the more complex cases. Because otherwise, if you're just writing, say, you know, a relatively simple mortgage, et cetera, that's fine and there's a market for that. But if you want to be a financial planner, what you're trying to do is add solutions um, and find solutions for, for clients. Robbie, good advice? Useful? Absolutely. Thanks a lot, guys. That's really helpful. And I think, yeah, every bit of, uh, a bit of knowledge and, and wisdom is, is really appreciated. So that was great. Thank you. Final question to all three of you then, Tracy, let's let's kick this off with you. Would you or what would be your advice to someone from the military with a military background looking to enter this uh, sector as a career? And would you actually encourage someone to look into it seriously? Uh, absolutely, I would, because it's I've been doing it now for two and a half years and it's it's been fantastic. It's been a very easy transition. By going through something like the Court of Financial School, which is who I um, did my training with from the REF, they have been excellent because they understand what transition is like when you're going coming out of the forces. They're, they're forces friendly. In fact, they just won a silver award with the um, Armed Forces Covenant as well. Um, you know, they really help you understand what it's like coming out of the military into the civilian world and what is expected of you in the civilian world, because it is different. You're wrapped up in cotton wool, I would say, when you're in the forces, almost institutionalised a little bit. So it's a bit scary, whatever career you go into, I have to say. Um, but definitely, if they're thinking about doing something like this, they should speak to other financial advisors. A lot of my friends pass on to a lot of, I've had a lot of military people who I don't even know actually contact me, whether they see me on LinkedIn, because I talk about going into this career a lot on LinkedIn, um, or, you know, a friend has recommended they have a chat with me. And I, I love that because I can be, support them going through applying for their training and what they can expect, you know, how long is it going to take them to be able to find themselves 
in a situation where they can then practice once they've done the training. Um, so they are very supportive in this world of financial planning, I would say, and being able to have a quite a niche that you can fall back on in terms of clients and being able to help them going forward, I think would put anyone in good stead when they've come from such a particular career, such as sports or, you know, or the military, um, without a doubt, as long as you've got the people skills there, mm. which is the biggest thing, I think, and self-discipline to be able to study again, because you're normally perhaps going to be a little bit older, then absolutely I would recommend it. Robbie, would you recommend this career to some of your uh, former teammates, aside from the fact that you obviously want them to be your clients going forward? Uh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think it, it links really well with sport and some of the um, attributes that you get from sport um, are really relevant to the finance world, as I, as I mentioned before. Um, and I think, yeah, I'm, I'm lucky enough to still be playing and trying to, to make the most out of my um, playing career. And I think the the sooner you can start trying to gain some experience and getting qualifications um, in something like financial planning, the better. And I'm, I'm lucky enough that I'm um, engaging with the, the quota financial school um, that I've just started recently. So, yeah, I think the, the earlier you can start thinking about, about the transition, um, the better and the easier it is. And certainly the skills um, that we've learned um, as sportsmen, um, you know, put us in a really good place um, when it comes to entering um, the finance industry. I say um, former teammates, and you'll forgive me, of course, because you are still playing professional cricket as well as taking on this new career. So well done you for, for, for managing the two of them. Um, Eamon, to you, um, my final or your final thought, my final question then on whether you would encourage someone else to take up this uh, training and take it uh, and enter this world of financial planning as well? Yeah, most definitely. I think there's certainly a need for sort of young blood coming to the industry as well. So Robbie's at a prime age and coming to it and, and learn as he goes through being with a company that he is with. Um, the average age of a financial advisor, I think, is around about 56, 57 within the Quilter network. So a lot of those are going to be retiring. So there's going to be a huge advice gap there. And um, I think, as you know, Tracy has said and Robbie, yes, you've got to pass the exams, which um, the younger you start them, so much the better. Um, but it's a great career to, to actually be in. Um, but you've got to put the work in as well. So I think if people go in it for the money, it's completely the wrong reason to go into it. You know, go into it to help people, go in it because you've got a passion for finance and everything else then will follow from that. Great advice. Um, unfortunately, that is all we've got time for for this particular episode. But thank you so much uh, to all three of you, to Eamon Tracy and to Robbie for a brilliant chat. Very much appreciated. Thank you all for joining us today for Beyond the Balance Sheets, brought to you by Quilter Financial Planning. You can find us at www.quilterfinancialplanning.co.uk or our advisor school is at www.quilterfaschool.co.uk. Subscribe to the podcast through your preferred platform. I'm Hannah Vaughan Jones. Tune in to our next episode where we chat to three advisors from all walks of life about establishing and growing a financial business.